They're all saving one, or most of them, most of the Hampshire fielders are saving one. Somerset need one run. It's Edwards to Hildreth. He's there and bowls Hildreth, and he gets the run away through the onside, and Somerset have won. They've won the Royal London One Day Cup. Good evening, you're listening to Always Look on the Bright Side of Life. This is the Somerset Cricket Podcast. My name's Ian Shepherd. Joining me this evening, I've got digital guru for Somerset CCC, Ben Warren, and the voice of cricket on BBC Radio Somerset, Anthony Gibson. And we're getting together on a Sunday afternoon, or slash evening, which is slightly unusual, the way the fixtures have, uh, uh, have arranged themselves this week, starting a game against Lancashire, championship game against Lancashire tomorrow at Southport. But last night, well... Somerset absolutely blew Derbyshire away by a, I'm going to say, a professional cricket record of 191 runs because no disrespect to the uh, cricket associations of, I think it was Panama and somebody else. I can't remember who it was. Czech Republic. (laughs) The Czech Republic were the only two sides who have suffered a bigger margin of defeat than uh, the Derbyshires did last night by the small matter of 191 runs. And uh, it took about three hours uh, after the toss was made when Lois Deploy elected to bowl for that uh, notification to appear on the cricket images that are preceded by, or cricket images that precede unfortunate events. So it turned out it was a mistake to bowl, but, well, what a performance by the, by the <coughs> Somerset boys. I mean, we talked about on the previous episodes that we've had sort of one big partnership and then kind of not gone on, but... Last night was just phenomenal, an absolutely incredible night, and probably the best, the best night out I've ever had at the the Cooper Associates County Ground. Watching those fireworks, both metaphorical and indeed physical, I didn't realise they were going off in front of the Somerset stand before the game started, and it uh, took me by surprise a little bit. But uh, well, man, what did you make of all that? I mean, you must have been uh, quite busy up there in the old uh, social media department, getting uh, keeping up with all of that. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, I don't think I've seen anything like it. A bit like yourself, Chef. I think it was just. It was just an, an incredible occasion. You know, I, I think if you'd said that the quarterfinal last year would be would be topped. I mean, I'm not saying this did, but it was certainly a very different occasion. But it, you know, absolutely remarkable. Um, to to be there was one of those things that you'll remember for a long time. Um, I think it was just what was, I guess, really impressive from my side, and I appreciate that we'll go into detail about all the records and bits and pieces, but but just how ma- mature a batting performance that was, because they, mm. I think it's easy to forget that they were only eighty for one off nine overs, but they they were sensible, they were mature, and they backed themselves to get themselves in and and, and do the damage in, in the second half innings. So I think it scored one hundred and eighty five off the last eleven, but it just it was a slight shift on how Rousseau had been playing in mm. terms, you know, he had gone in from ball one and tried to hit every ball, but um, yeah, just just the superb, brilliant occasion for, for the Somerset fans and uh, um, brilliant to um, to be very, very busy today looking at finals <laughs> day tickets and things like that. Yeah, I, I did notice that against Surrey, he went, he was, was he four and out? He went down towards the Somerset stand then he holed out next ball but although he watched it again this morning, what what fan couldn't have watched it again this morning on the old Sky Plus? But yeah, he just knocked a couple down the ground, hit one for one. I think it was sort of six off three. 
I mean, just incredible. Now, Somerset's record scorer in any T20 competition since records began back in 2003. You know what I'm going to say now, don't you, Gibbo? Yeah, not exactly. Barbara Zam or Devon Conway. (laughs) Is he better? Is that what you meant? Did you foresee foresee this? uh... No, I didn't foresee. I mean, you know, I'm very happy to eat my words or my hat or anything else because he's done fantastically well. Um, You can blame Kevin James for part of it. He said, Mm -hmm. you know, he's a bit of a slogger. He hits it up in the air and you know he'll get you runs, but he'll get out as well, which he has done a couple of times. Um, but he's been fantastic. And I thought, as Ben was saying, it was a really well-paced innings last night. It was, it was a great evening. I, I, I honestly enjoyed more last season's quarterfinal against Lancashire. It was a better game, wasn't it? It, it, yeah. it was a much better game because Derbyshire, frankly, were dreadful. I mean, what Deploy was, was doing. I mean, he was captaining them from long off, for goodness mm. sake. How can you captain a side? from there and a- apart from um, George Scrimshaw who was outstanding the rest of the bowling was just dreadful and they fielded badly and they dropped I mean it was a terrible miss for Banton when he got when he got 29 at a backward point and clearly they had the, the stuffing knocked out of them by the time they came to bat so it was a feeble batting performance as well um, and I, I felt rather sorry for Derbyshire as well because you know they're, they're they're always sort of bottom of the heap and They've done really well this this season, and to get through to a quarter final and then put up as dismal a performance as, as that must have been absolutely heartbreaking for Mickey Arthur, who's worked so hard to you know to get them into a, a, some sort of reasonable shape. So, yeah, it was it was great, but it it wasn't much of a game of cricket in all honesty. You do know, you think they're was, on extra was, homework duty tonight from Mickey Arthur? Have they got to do two thousand words each on what went wrong down at Taunton on Saturday night? <laughs> Quite, quite possibly. Yeah, we my son, I said this. To my, I said this to my son George at lunchtime. He said, "Yeah, you're just soft. You know, we we just try and smash everyone. It doesn't have, doesn't matter who, who they are." And then we certainly smashed Derbyshire. It must have been there. still on the radio this morning. It must have felt to their fielders like being in Dante's Inferno because it was so it was so hot out there. As it well. was. It was All roasting. flying everywhere, and, and and poor old Matty McKeon. Why on earth Deploy brought him on for that extra over? Mark Davis, who was summarising for me, said before the start of the over, this is wrong. <laughs> He's going to get hammered. <laughs> and of course, the poor bloke did, you know, 36, 36 in an over. And it was just too easy for Rousseau, wasn't it? I mean, he was just serving up length balls or, or dragging them down a little bit short. And then poor chap lost complete control of one when he was trying to bowl a googly and it pitched out off yeah. the strip. No ball. I mean, just that. Yeah, that was. Yeah, it's great. Great through. Great to be through to finals day. That was a night that summed it all up, wasn't it? I thought. I tell tell you the other. I mean, Russo was immense, and Banton batted the best I've seen him for a long time since he got that 107 against Kent uh, last year. But Lamanby, what what an innings that was! 31 off. How many balls was it? Very many, was it? Nine. 31 off nine. Yeah, and that. You know, that's where we, we failed, not failed, that's where we were less than perfect against Surrey after after the mm. big Abel-Rousseau uh, um, partnership. We didn't, uh, not Abel, um, Smead and uh, um, partnership. And we didn't kick on. And we got 20 or 30 fewer than we should have done. 
whereas last night we really did kick on thanks not least to uh, tom Lamby and tom abel again who's such an intelligent cricketer yeah you know he, he he knocks straight away first ball knocks it into a gap gives the strike to to uh, to rousseau and you know they, they um it, it was a, as ben said it was a really intelligent all-round um batting performance you know there was there was brute force there was a good deal of subtlety and, and thinking went into it as well. Yeah, so yeah, twenty-two off thirteen balls, uh, unbeaten for Tom Abel. Just looking at the at the at the four of wickets here. So he came in halfway through the fourteenth over and only faced thirteen balls. So just goes to show what you were saying, Gibbo, about him just giving yeah. Russo or or Lamanby the strike and just playing really intelligently and, and knowing himself that he's got the game to clear the ropes if if he needs to, but. Why do you need to when you got fellas like that coming in the other other end? I mean, one thing about Lamanby as well, Ben, it didn't have any room for him on the highlights package that you popped up on Twitter. Like it was, it was immense. It was just literally there was so much going on that they just didn't have room for everything. It was mad. It was crazy. Yeah, so we're limited. We're limited to the Sky Games. So I think it's like five and a half minutes on the on the initial package because we get the. the on the Sky Games, we're not allowed to share any video until an hour after play. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then we're limited on the five five minute. And I think they gave us a little bit of leeway. It gave us five and a half minutes to try and fit all that in. But uh, yeah, it was it was. Um, and and Ben Green's also another. You know, yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure he came in at his first two balls out of the park. Then. Yeah, he was twelve. Yeah. Forty not out of four for Ben. Six six dot um, two. So it, I think I think Anthony's dead right that 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 is you know and that was what we identified in, all, all throughout this that some of that lower order they all can come in and hit sixes from ball one and and that that is a very powerful weapon to have um, in, in a T Twenty side so yeah I thought 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 Lamberby was great no no scoops it was quite interesting yeah. that he I think I mean, it was almost the field they set they set fine leg back again to to Lamberby, so. I think Derbyshire were expecting him to scoop, but he just powered two down the ground, didn't he? And, and yeah. beat, beat the fielders mid on, mid off, and you know, that—that's the sign of a good player, isn't it? Yeah, he's got—he's got the game to hit it three sixty yeah. if he needs to. And the, the scoop, I think, is always the shot you play when five legs up. It's not something that you think you get the bravado and try and clear the fielder with a scoop. It's—that's it, not the shot you play, is it? You, you play that when five legs up. Theo, do you want to say anything about the game last night? My little boy just wandered into the cabin. No? What was the best bit? Pardon? When Somerset won was the best bit. Which was with 10 10 overs to spare as well, which was incredible as well. Derbyshire bowled up for 74, 75 in the end. Yeah. Just um, absolutely, absolutely incredible win. Um, One little. chink in the uh, bodywork of last night was my little girl was desperate to see Stumpy and he wasn't there last night hey, where was Stumpy? Well, I... he was um, he was unavailable unfortunately <laughs> um, he was um, it was one of the many logistical challenges around having a having a game decided six days previous is that uh, <laughs> sometimes it's difficult to, uh, to, to to get the match day absolutely as we as we'd like it, thought it went all right, but yes, yeah, Stumpy was um, just pre-engaged, and uh, he was in his dragon's were, cave. There were, <laughs> there were there were no willing volunteers in this heat to. Uh, what do you, what do you mean, willing volunteers in the heat? 
volunteers <laughs> for what? We, we might have been in the round. Yeah, I, 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 well, yeah, <laughs> my little girl, bless her, she was getting itchy feet a little bit halfway through the Derbyshire, and I thought, well. <laughs> So we we wandered around. We looked for Brian, and then there was a very nice lady in reception. I sort of oh, where's Stumpy today? And she sort of saw his little Layla's only four. She said, oh, Stumpy's not feeling very well today. He's like, oh, okay. And then I sort of that was really oh yeah, you were supposed to do it, wasn't like, I was yeah. like So we got back I can, to six. I can guarantee Stumpy will be at finals day in the doing the mascot race. So can I confirm that that will uh, he will be back in good form, form and due to finish about. He's about 16th favourite, I would say, in the, in the mascot race. <laughs> the costume's too bulky. That's the trouble with Stumpy. He's, you know, it's when... Um, oh, Steve's not with us today. Just had a Facebook pop-up. He's at the American Adventure, whatever that is. Somewhere in Disney World, probably. I did... A I, little bit of me thought, oh, do I wander over back to reception and just volunteer? Just, <laughs> just so I could... Uh, just so I could pop a smile on, uh, on my little girl's face. But I thought, in this heat, not a chance. Mm. On to the bowling then, and well, I mean Derbyshire—they've obviously got to go go for it from ball one, chasing a, a, a blast record of two hundred and sixty-five. And generally, they just swung and got, got themselves out, didn't they? They very rarely get there. You either kind of win or you get bowled out for not very many in these sorts of games. I mean, Peter said, "Oh, exceptional again! Multiple wicket overs seem to be his speciality. Three for ten off two. Ben Green, again, showing his value. Three for 17 off two and a bit. Uh, Lewis Gregory, back on form with the ball at two for 11. Yeah, that was, two. I was really pleased to see that as well because he's, you know, he's got some stick in. in uh, he's got some stick as a bowler in the last few games. Hasn't the last two runs. overs gone for about 60, haven't they, against Surrey and Hampshire? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought he, he bowled really well last night. He looked, he looked as if he was running in better as well. But, um, so, you know... If, if he is back to his best, then that's a really, really important plus point for finals day. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, speaking of back to the best, do we know what's going on with Josh Davey? Only bowled the one over last night, subbed off for George Bartlett, not in the squad for the Lancashire game tomorrow. Yeah, it's, it's a ham, hamstring issue. I hope it's just tightness. Um, it's just having a little little look, so I thought it wasn't, wasn't worth risking it for, for Southport. But yeah, um, yeah, obviously, with a quick turnaround for, for final state, it would be a big, big blow if he wasn't uh, available. Um, but yeah, that's I think that's why it was. I think it was a hamstring tightness that was the the reason for the for the only the one over. But um, yeah, so hopefully, hopefully that's not too bad, and we can uh, get him back in for finals day. Yeah, definitely not worth risking him <laughs> to, to defending two hundred and sixty. Maybe a different. Do you think they'd have risked him if it was, you know, one thirty, one forty to defend? Not sure. I, I think it, I think it's, uh, yeah. I think with hamstrings, it's probably one way you, you probably don't take too much of a risk. But yeah, hopefully they've got it early enough that it wasn't a, you know, a pull or a, a, anything worse. So uh, we shall see. Have we got any more records from that game? So, Matty McKernan's four overs, none for 82, is a world record for the most expensive four-over spell in T20s. The 191-run victory is the most ever in professional T20 cricket. 265 is the highest ever score in Blast history. Um, are there any more? It's a main three, weren't they? Dan's not here. That Dan had, did pull out a few more on his Twitter feed, I think, for things of... Of us playing Hampshire in finals day most most times and a few other bits and pieces, but uh, I think just a word on 
I, I, there was a great tweet from Max Waller actually last night that, that, that kind of highlighted, I think, Derbyshire's approach to the game and um, and, and particularly the leg spinner that, that went on the past. Yeah, I saw that, that too. That, yeah, that, that, it, that, it, that it does go to show that you cannot you cannot implement plans as a, a when you bowl at Taunton and as you would in at other grounds. And I think that is one of the things that I think Somerset, when we spoke on the last podcast, but I think that was an advantage that that they felt going into the game that that some very very tuned in are Somerset now bowling block hole bowling to the short boundary um, and, and Derbyshire just didn't adapt did they they didn't adapt their skills scrimshaw apart um, mm. to bowling on a, on a flat pitch and on a short bound with, with a short boundary so yeah um, he was I exceptional yeah you look we at... didn't get to see Roloff van der Merwe last night but I'm, I'm sure if we had um, it, no, it I think have... he got an over in there was a run out in that over. Uh, yeah, Aitchison's run out towards the end. Of course he did, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you take out that, you know, two for 16 or four overs out of 260, <laughs> 265. I still can't believe it. I'll read it. So what's that? 249 off the other 16 overs, which is just kind of sums up the, uh, the night that Derbyshire, apart from George Scrimshaw, had. Really, and, and he bowled two of those overs in the power play as well, which was yeah. Uh, so it was a remarkable spell of bowling. I mean, I can't remember too many opposition bowlers uh, sort of standing out like like that in the T Twenty tournament for for a while. So um, yeah, he bowled, bowled and he bowled intelligently. I think mm. you know that was that was the point that you know he, he dug the ball in at Will Smead, who's notoriously quite strong off the front foot, and mm. he clearly done his research into. Um, to, to sort of trying to mix things up against Smeda Banton and and then came back well and he got the wicket of, of Riley Rousseau, didn't he? So um, you know, no, but it was an, yeah. a really good performance and I think everyone I spoke to a lot of Somerset fans around the ground and a lot of people were really looking forward to watching him on on Tuesday for the Lions. Definitely, yeah. Somerset, uh, Somerset versus South Africa. Well, it might it might as well be. There's three Somerset players going to be in the team. Yeah, England Lions versus South Africa. Um, that's a men's Lions international, which is Tuesday. Yeah. Um, so pop along to the county ground for that. Um, oh, feels like it feels like we should have done about four hours on this game. It was just so amazing last night, but it just kind of went so fast, and all the the big points are really just they just kind of stand out at you, don't they? Russo ninety three off thirty six. Uh, Banton 73 or 41 back in a bit of Nick as well and probably importantly him, Abel and Smead are going to be staying in white ball mode for the for the final for finals they are not having to switch back and forth for red ball cricket for the championship game tomorrow which I suppose does have its, its benefits and its disbenefits it was great to see the, the, if you compare the two home games, the, the Surrey game and, and this game, that, that there were two big partnerships and and out of someone said top four, and and it was the it was the complete change. You had the the, the Smead and Abel one against Surrey, and then you had the Banton and Rousseau one here, and and that 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 has to be a, a very you know I think if, if you were the opposition playing against Somerset and you saw that. That each one of our top four had scored, been involved in a significant partnership in the, in the over the last two T20 completed T20s. 
that has to be a really, really damaging thing to have to look at in terms of your, your preparation. So I think that just goes to show how strong and how confident uh, some set are at the moment. Yeah. So I- do you think we're safe? Do you think we're favourites, Ben, on finals day? Um, Somebody asked me who who, who were favourites on finals day. I'll have a quick look. Talk amongst yourselves. We must be close, mustn't we? I, I think. I think they have. This Lancashire will be weakened, wouldn't they? Yeah, it'd be interesting to see the availability of all the other teams. I think Somerset have, have got the most. They've got the second team. Probably Hampshire are fairly settled as well. In 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 what, in what they've got, the I guess the unknown quantities are going to be Lancashire and Yorkshire on. on if any of the players will, will be available and, and that doesn't necessarily make them strong you know I, I'm still of the opinion that, that just by bringing back England players isn't historically been a guaranteed sort of win win card um, so I, I think that a settled team you know is, is really important particularly with the finals day rolling on from these games like it is you know I think you saw um, a very different tournament last year with, with the with the quarterfinals and the finals and the group stage are much further spread out. So I think the momentum of 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 these quarterfinals heading into Saturday is um, it it must put Somerset in with every chance. You know you don't want to tempt fate, but I would say they were if they weren't favourites, they would it would be pretty minimal. Well, Lancashire favourites nine to four. Somerset are five to two. Hampshire are three to one, and Yorkshire are a hundred to thirty. So all pretty tight in the betting there for the uh, Vitality Blast Finals Day. We have done bloody well defending totals the last two games, and generally when we win the toss, we want to chase. So that really puts the opposition captain on the back foot and not really want knowing what to do if he wins the toss against us, which I think is a pretty good position to be in. I mean, if it were, we have kind of cocked up a few chases this year. Hampshire, although we got over the line against Middlesex, yeah. we should have should have probably won that a lot easier. But then again, we have chased well down at Kent. We chased well Essex. We chased well, so um, I think we defended pretty well as well. So there's never been, although we we obviously lost a few games, we ne- we haven't really been stuffed in any of the games, which kind of is reflected by being second in the group as we finish. So. Yeah, I mean, but it does flip it back now. If you're Tom Abel and you win the toss, you think, well, our last two games, we've we've gone out, we've got big totals on the board first innings, and we've defended them really well. Yeah. Well, yeah, I did I did tweet uh, after the toss yesterday that I thought losing the toss could be a blessing in disguise because I, I actually, at Taunton especially, I like to bat first, you know, bat first, put around 200 or 200 plus on the board. And and then as against Surrey and again last night, scoreboard pressure comes into it. And Hampshire yeah. did it to us at, at Taunton. You know, bat, batted first. They they got more than they should have done um, because you know got the bad overs to, towards the end. And when it came to it, we we couldn't chase it down. Kent as well at Taunton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you know we've. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think we've. I, Yes, we did. We lost against Surrey at the Oval, batting first, but mm. we shouldn't have done. <laughs> yeah, if poor old Peter Siddle had just, you know, just put yeah. in those six. That was a game. Up. Yeah, it was a game we had no right to win, but nearly ended up doing, exactly. didn't we? But we, but we nearly did. And I, you know, I'm quite I pleased to actually see Surrey on the reverse of that in whatever that Wednesday, Thursday. 
Sorry, what do they need? Yeah. Three, four, five, or five off the last over was it? And yeah, I'd, I'd yeah. rather have Surrey in the on finals day than than Yorkshire though, because Surrey aren't the force they they have, they would be if they had their full side out. Whereas mm. York, Yorkshire, we know less about Yorkshire, and and you know they're they're, they're a good side. So I was, you know, I don't really mind who wins between Yorkshire and Surrey, but from our narrow. Um, Somerset perspective, I'd rather have Surrey on at finals day than, than Yorkshire. And the other two quarterfinals are pretty much non-events as well. Um, Hampshire swept Warwickshire away and um, Lancashire made short work of the Essex Eagles, which um, add that into our game against Derbyshire. It's three of those four games are pretty much non-events, which is a bit sad, but hey, from a Somerset perspective, what can you do? Right. So you're up in Southport. Gibbo, are you up in Southport, Ben, or are you you still in Taunton? Yeah. Um, no, no, I'm 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 sticking. I'm sitting this one out. We've um, just with all the, the the Lions stuff on Tuesday and the uh, and then the final stage prep. It's uh, yeah. I'm you don't you want to make you want to make sure that things don't they don't fiddle with all your stuff, Ben. Is that what it is? You've got to kind of keep a close eye on everything and say, "What are you doing there? Watch that." Um, no, that doesn't that's... go in there. That goes in there. <laughs> now the Lions, the Lions game should be a good occasion. Actually, yeah, we've, um, we've engaged with Cricket South Africa and looking to, um, to sort of show the uh, show the game to their fans and that. So um, yeah, should be should be a nice one for for us. Hopefully, um, with, with Somerset doing the business up at up at Southport. Good stuff. So that's got to be it's got to be live streamed then the um, Lions game and all the sort of usual Somerset channels. Yes, we've got uh, we've got. A, Three prong broadcast on Tuesday. We're going to Somerset fans have the choice of Somerset versus Lancashire, England Lions versus South Africa, or the Somerset Second Eleven who are back in action. How's that going to work? We've only got one YouTube channel. How does that work? Can you go, <laughs> can you go multiple live streams on one channel? Or yeah, we, we've been doing the, we've been doing tips. So you can do do two. We've we've been doing the back out the veil and it, it taunting um, simultaneously. Lancashire's will be on. Their, their channel, but uh, yeah, so not 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 no shortages of cricket coming up this week. Oh, brilliant! So, speaking of Southport, then the the squad was announced today, and I think when we when we got together on uh, on Monday, one name that none of us came up with to be in the squad was uh, was Amir Verdi, who is a uh, a short term uh, just this game loanee from Surrey, uh, yeah. coming in for for Jack Leach, who. Um, who is being rested by ECB despite having had when did the test match finish quite a while ago so that finished yeah, finished well, the la I think he last, last bowled on Mon would have last bowled on Monday last week so anyway let's not uh, let's not dredge up old conspiracy theories but by my mark this is number 7592 no Craig Oten who's with the uh with the one day squad and Tom Abel and Tom Banton are with the Lions. So the squad then for Lancashire game at Southport, we've got Peter Siddle, who is uh, wearing the armband for the first time, Casey Aldridge, George Bartlett, Jack Brooks, Steve Davis, Lewis Goldsworthy, Ben Green, Lewis Gregory, Tom Lamanby, Matt Renshaw. His exams are finished, so James Rue is in the squad. Roloff van der Merwe and Amar Verdi. So which two of those are, are going to miss out then, do you reckon, Gibbo? Also, well, no, no James Hildreth in the squad as well. Which, I was yeah. going to say the most prominent, prominent absentee is James Hildreth, you know, who I fear has probably played his last 
game of cricket for for Somerset. Unless he's injured, Ben is he? But he's no, been no, playing for the second. He's been playing for the second, so I think I think yeah. that was it was illness last time. But yeah, I think it is. You know, just well, it was said to be illness. I wasn't convinced that it was it was illness. And oh, you are cynic, that, Anthony. Well, I, you know, I just. I just, I'm just sad that, as with Triscothic, you know, he won't, he won't be able to make a proper exit uh, at the end of the season if he's played his, played his last game for us. And you know, given that he's what, our th- third highest run scorer now of of all time, but, you know, that's a real shame. He's, he's such a lovely bloke as well, and such a, such a joy to watch. And I was really hoping that he'd be in the, in the side to, to play Lancashire, in, you know, in the absence of Banton and uh, Abel from the, from the middle order. It was the obvious opportunity. If they were ever going to bring James Hildreth back, this was the game that, that they would bring him back. So I'm afraid we've probably seen the last of Hildy in, in Somerset Colours, which is, you know, which is a great shame. But, um, yeah, it's, you know, Lancashire, I think, is pretty weak as well. Aren't they? They'll have a lot of, lot of absentees. So, you know, it could be any, anybody's game. I don't know what the wicket's like up here at uh, Southport. I've never been to the ground. But, um, rumors, rumors of spin. Oh, right. Mm. Um, Hence, and I've heard it, but it's a shame that we, we haven't got Jack Leach to, to build. The Lancashire website I was looking at, they haven't, they haven't actually put their squad on their website yet. But they were, they were saying that Jack Leach was cleared to play. And that was obviously not, not the case. Unless he zooms in. Tomorrow morning, with uh, with some yeah. late night, uh, some last minute clearance from uh, uh, from Brendan McCullum. Just about the the loanee system then, because it. Let me just grab the table here for uh, Division One. So this new ECB app is absolutely awful. Where do I get the t- more tables? There we go. So Lancashire are a third on one hundred and twenty two points. Surrey top with one hundred and forty three. Surrey loan Somerset a bowler to play against Lancashire. What yeah. do you think about the the general ethic? I know he hasn't been. I know he hasn't been. He's not their first choice spinner by any stretch of the imagination, and he, I don't think he's played a, a championship game this year. But the ethics of kind of loaning players to to clubs in the same division as as yourselves, because we know Jack Brooks went on alone, but that was to Sussex who were in division two and you know, their results will have no bearing on how Somerset do this year. This result, if Somerset beat Lancashire, that enhances Surrey's chance of winning the championship. Hmm. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I agree. I was it's, hoping for a, I was hoping for a, for a, a, a long fisticuff <laughs> debate about that, but yeah, it just—it's the same in the Somerset Premier League in football, isn't it? Chelsea have got hundreds of players, and they—they they loan them all out. And okay, they can't play against their home club, but they can certainly help dint the chances of their rivals. And we're kind of seeing this with the you know, the Chelsea, if you like, of of the Championship. Surrey have got you know all these dozens of players on their books, and they can just afford. Oh yeah, off you go, because he's a decent bowler as well, Verdi. He's not exactly you know some. 18-year-old pie chucker who they thought, oh, well, yeah, there's no chance you're ever going to get in the side. Yeah, just yeah, do what you want, mate. Go off to go off to Somerset. He's a he's a decent bowler, and he's just not been able to get in the side this year. And well, he's been the, mentioned as a potential rival to Jack Leach for you know in the England side. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, yeah. Well, last ago, year, you know, yeah. people were saying, you know, he was Leach he, or Verdi. He was the next big thing, wasn't he? And then he just seems to have dropped yeah, off, off the boil a little bit. I mean, from a Somerset perspective, it's great. But you know, if you were Lancashire, you'd be thinking, well, hold on a minute. Somerset have only got one spinner. 
on their books. Well, okay, they got two if you got if you count Van der Merwe. They haven't. We've got Goldsworth. Goldsworth as, as well. well. Yeah, but I mean, he's what's he got? One championship wicket. Is he just one? So he's not. He's not an experienced kind of championship campaigner. You know, so you could say, well, Somerset, hold on a minute. They they know that Jack Leach is always going to be away with England, or should be, and thankfully now he is. He's getting the recognition he deserves. They didn't sign anybody to replace Don Bess. And now all of a sudden they've lost Jack Leach. And so we've got a chance to, you know, really push our credentials at the at the top of Division One. And lo and behold, they bring in Amir Verdi. I mean this it's great from a Somerset perspective, but I think the the circumstances in which you can loan a player need to be reviewed, I think. I think you're spot on. I think there, need, there does need to be a little bit more regulation ar- 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 around it, whether there's a window that you, you, you've got, a, a la sort of football, or when you can bring in players or a minimum term or, or like you said a minute ago, mm-hmm. kind of a, a, a divisional sort of you know, either go down or up a division. Uh, that that would make sense. Mm-hmm. But I think from Somerset's point of view, it, it, it's just not something we, we've done very often. You know, uh, you know, don't associate Somerset. And I know there has been a couple you, mm-hmm. of, in, in in the past, but Dan's but, tweeting about really, Dan's all over this sort of thing. Dan's all over <laughs> this. I think the word Saj Mahmood came out, didn't it? Um, um, but um, it's just not something that. that uh, but going back to it fundamentally, we, we either from the academy or or through the transfers, we have not got an off spinner yeah um you know so um you know whether this is just a one game or you know i don't know anything but it would be i think something that if he were to become available um and he wants to play more first team cricket you know there's no doubt that if you were to look at gaps in the somerset red bull squad you know we have not replaced on best and, mm. and you know so if this is a um a kind of not a trial but a kind of a uh, come come in and see see how he goes and 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 things progress from there. Then then great. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm personally not a fan of someone coming in for one game and and then going back and using it as practice. That that cannot be. You would never get that in a lot of other sports, would you? No. Just be, no. No. I mean no. as well. It, it's it's massive. Um, I, I don't know if there's any sort of objection process for this. I mean, I I could assume that Lancashire would have objected if they could. But I mean, you could if you take this to its its limitations of what's happened this week and you kind of put that forward to the last game of the season you could say for example somebody like Surrey who could be potentially leaving out international bowlers like somebody for like I don't know what I mean what would their who could their team be so they'd have like Burns Patel Amla um, Sam Coase so they could potentially be leaving out players like Internationals. I know Jason Roy's not a massively um, consistent championship before, but you know they, they could say, "Oh, who right? Who's struggling in our division and who are they play?" Oh, look, Kent, for example, are playing um, Lancashire or Hampshire. Right here, Jason, go out on loan to Kent for a week. Sam Curran or Tom Curran, you go out on loan to Kent as well. Mm. If it's not, if it's you know, it's. I mean, we've seen in politics this week when you leave uh, when you leave the system down to to count on the. Uh, how honourable people are it just gets abused and um but it just goes to the back to the fans doesn't it the, you know it, yeah. it, it's you know like somerset shouldn't be announcing a a, a player that's going to play a game for cricket and we've mm. never you know i've never met the guy and 
we'd now had a chance to interview him, then a chance to, you know, know that properly. That, that doesn't help the fans at the end of the day, does it? The confusion, the kind of randomness of it, the kind of bits and pieces where you, you just look at it and just think, you know, in, again, I don't want to use the football kind of, but that would never, you wouldn't see on the, the day before Premier League game, <laughs> yeah, Manchester United go, oh, by the way, um, there's this new bloke that's in our squad and he's played for another team, but he, he'll be he'll be in the match day squad for tomorrow's game. Just yeah. don't, and there's good reason for that. It's because it, you know, supporters can get continuity. Mm. They know who's so. Yeah, I just think and the whole... another thing from a Lancashire perspective as well. I mean, they would have been looking right, looking at videos of of, of Brooks, of Peter Siddle, of Roloff, of Ben Green if he plays, Casey Aldridge. They would have been doing their homework on all these players. Thinking, right, he does this, he does this. Okay, when he bowls a bad ball, it's generally this one. Okay, and he had, generally has this sort of field, you know. Doing all the homework, and then all of a sudden, bing! I'm here, Verdi! Oh, no! Right, what we got to do, lads? This is my best Lancastrian accent, by the way. I'm here, get on YouTube, get on YouTube. I'm here, Verdi, bowling spells. Right, what we, oh, oh right. Oh, it just throws it all, do you know what I mean? It's, it's, I mean, as a summer, I wouldn't like it if Lancashire had, had, done this if you like to us and they're probably more affected by international absentees than we are so you know I think you say fair's fair and I know we joke about conspiracy theories and that and, and all this sort of thing but you know if we were always look on bright side of life and oh bloody conspiracy theory how many Verdi's coming in foot Somerset that's, that's Yorkshire, that's not Lancashire. Lancashire. Lancashire's a bit more nasal, isn't it? Is, Lancashire's a bit more nasal. Yorkshire's a bit more, bought this one, isn't it? That's a bit more York. Yeah, Lancashire, you got a bit more through the nose, through the nose. I, don't, I yeah. just don't know what's going off out there. <laughs> ben, do you want to give us your um, appropriation of no, Northern no, Ireland? Better not. Better not. I'm not enough sleep to, yeah. uh, to take that one on. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what's your thoughts on it, Gib? I mean, it, it's. Well, I agree with you. I think it's you know, it's not it's not in the spirit of of, of the game. Just it's a bit like um, Surrey signing Ravi Ashwin, if you remember. For yeah, that, yeah. For that one-off game at the Oval last and preparing a pitch for he him. He opened the well. bowling, didn't he? First morning. He opened taking a mix. And uh, I'll tell you one thing though: it looks a pretty threadbare batting lineup for Somerset against uh, against Lancashire. I hope Renshaw gets some runs. And Lamont, yeah, he's he's going to have to. I mean, going back to are they going to play? Are they going to play James Rue, Ben? Do you think? I'm not sure. Was, as, a bat, a, as a batsman, it was the first time he's been in the squad. I, I, I think. I, I think I, you're right. Yeah, I don't think yeah. I've seen him before. Um, it's one of those that would have registered if you've been in the squad before. You're like, oh, yeah. I think you're not so, only yeah. have remembered it. So I don't. I don't think he has been. I, I stand corrected again. Sort of lack of sleep, I blame, but I don't think he he has been in the squad before. Um, I'm not sure. Um, it'd be, be very interesting. As I know we've spoken before on this podcast about the, the need to um, to get him in and, and to give him a go. Like whether this is the right game for it, I'm, I'm not mm-hmm. sure. But um, mm-hmm. but I think it's a it's a it's a signal of intent of how 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 highly he's rated. And, go on, uh, Theo, get me a Thatcher's gold if you want. <laughs> I would be uh, be amazed if he didn't didn't play sometimes. Yeah, it's one of those where you think well. <laughs> If you no, it's all right. Bring it here. I'll do it. So I've got I've got my waiter service again. Yes, I mean probably you're right. It does it threadbare, which kind of 
One, do I, no, you don't shake it up. Jeez. Do you want me to shake up your can of thatches, Daddy? No, I don't, Theo. Um, yeah, it's it's one of those. If he, you kind of bring him into the squad. If you weren't going to play him, I would think you would have, you would have gone for James Hildreth, the sort of safer option. I mean, it's, you're absolutely right. The batting does look a bit threadbare. So where are we going to go here? We're going to be well. See, Lamb and B and Renshaw opening. Then Bartlett. Bartlett three. Bartlett hasn't played much. Bartlett hasn't played much. Lewis Goldsworthy four. He hasn't played much. Gregory five. Oh no. <laughs> Rusick Davis. Gregory's in no sort of form with the bat. Right, he got 100 whatever. He, got, he only got 100 so. in the last championship game, but he's, yeah, you know, yeah, he's in no know, form with the bat. You've seen him in the last few games. I do, yeah. Teams. Yeah, I mean, it was and a bit, it was a bit daft. I, I did get a bit of stick on Twitter for saying this, and uh, I was probably half right. I think the shot that when Russo got out in um, Scrimshaw's last over, he was probably okay to be doing that, but then Gregory. D playing that big shot off Scrimshaw's last, the last ball of his spell when everybody else is being hit around the park, you would think maybe... Just... Yeah. Oh, I'll, yeah. Can, I, can I have one leave? Can we have one leave in this 20 overs? I'll do, you know, let let Lewis have that one. Um, so what are we up to? Rue at six, Davis seven, or, or swapping that around, and then... Green? Well, then you've got the belt, hasn't you? Where do we bring... Well, it's going to take... And they'll presumably play... Vandermeer and Amal Verdi, so, which would mean that I don't know who's going to miss out. I mean, Ben Green possibly miss out, and um, would you pay Casey Aldridge or Green to strengthen the batting maybe instead of Rue and Rue and Aldridge miss out? The one yeah. thing I would say about about Somerset is they have they have often taken players that they feel are on the verge of, of championship matches to kind of bed them into the environment get them used to away trips get them used to being on the bus getting used to being around the team hotel that sort of thing so uh, I, I it wouldn't surprise me if it if this was a a a kind of a pre getting getting embedded into the the environment before he makes his debut i think it'd be nice if he makes his debut at taunton i think you get a very good yeah. reception i think he's very well thought of around the local local club circuits and, and he's got a lot of lot of admirers so um, so you'd say that James, James Rue and either Casey Aldridge or Ben Green would would miss would be the ones to miss out. I think, yeah, in my eleven, yes. I think I think James Rue give him a couple of, couple more weeks, and then and then get him in. Yeah, I think. And who would you pick? Who would you pick between Casey and and Ben Green? I would. It depends on the pitch. I would say. I think. I think if it is gonna. If it is going to be a pitch in which someone like Ben's bowling could be effective, then I think the batting needs all the strength it can get. Um, but if there's going to be a bit of bounce in the surface, then we saw where Casey he, he bowled really well against in that last. He game. did. It feels, yeah. it feels a long time ago now, but it wasn't. It was a. It was a great. It was a really promising spell that against. Oh yeah, he got a, he got a few in the set of his against Warwick, didn't he? That seems like a lifetime ago now. That's the trouble with the cricket yeah. season, isn't it? Yeah, but that was the last. That was the last day. Was that last day of championship cricket? Someone played. It was, wasn't it? The last last day of some championship uh, cricket when when Surrey chased down those. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, if you're looking at looking at that, then
I think the pitch is is going to be be a big talking point. You know, I think outgrounds. You never know what you are. History tells you either get six hundred, play six hundred, or or a three dayer. So uh, it would be interesting to see what what, what agree yeah, with. The nuance of skill isn't quite there without outground cricket, is it? Because they they won't have a, they generally don't have a team, do they? Well, they might have one or two, but it's 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 a sort of a volunteer position mostly. Is it? It's never quite a. I know they'll get some sort of feedback from the from the county club and possibly a bit of assistance, but the general um, history, if you like, of the of the square is, isn't maintained as well as uh, as it is uh, yeah at a HQ ground. Right, I've not asked for any listeners' questions this week because uh, a it was Sunday and I didn't want to keep looking at my phone, and b uh, I thought we'd want to try and keep this to under forty five minutes as it is a Sunday, which uh, we're just about to do. Uh, do we have any other business, uh, guys? Before we knock it on the head? Well, I just, I just wonder about Peter Siddle captaining against um, Lancashire rather than Lewis Gregory. Because last time Tom Abel relinquished the captaincy of his own accord, it was Lewis who, who took it on. That was against Yorkshire Scarborough back in 2016. That's when he dropped and himself, wasn't it? When he's yeah. Wasn't getting it right. I don't know. I don't know whether Lewis is. Peter Sill, you know, is is a is a uh, he captains the Adelaide Strikers mm. and and does it really well and you know, senior pro. But um, if I was Lewis Gregory, I think I'd be feeling a bit. You know. Unless he had first refusal, I don't know. But I tell you what, I've generally every Aussie I played with in club cricket, they are, and Peter Siddle and Matt Renshaw come across fitting this stereotype exactly as they are full of bags of enthusiasm and. You know they, you, you want to run through brick walls for them. And Peter Siddle comes across to me as, as that sort of type of character who will be able to get the boys <laughs> motivated and, and enthused and and believing in themselves in the uh, in the. Uh, I don't know if we're going to go out and play any Sid ball, but uh, but <laughs> but stop or if or if indeed Sid ball is even a thing. But uh, well, if it is, let's hope Somerset play it and they uh, and they come back from. Uh, about four months now, I've been trying to remember if it was Stockport or Southport. It's Southport, isn't it? Southport. Southport, thank it's you. It's a much, yeah. much nicer town than Stockport. <laughs> Nothing against people from Stockport, of course. But oh, of course. Southport, yeah. Like Southport. So. And the ground is right next to uh, Royal Burkdale Golf Club. So. Well, are, you, are you hoping for an early finish, Gibbo? You bought your, your, your sticks well, I've got my clubs. I've got my clubs. You never know. Oh, you never proper know. golfer. Always got the sticks in the back of the jag. <laughs> <laughs> lovely job lovely right should we knock it on the air for this week then yeah good, good to see you just mentioned that uh, Western Storm they, uh, oh they yes played. they with all the excitement of yesterday I'm not even sure but they played Loughborough didn't they yesterday yeah they um, yeah they, they they fell short unfortunately but, um, but yeah they, they I think they're, they, they're back in action they're, they're, those games come thicker fast as well so yeah check out their uh, yeah, to its account, and um, yeah, they, they it was a good a good effort, but um, but yeah, they they, they unfortunately didn't, didn't quite make the uh, make the chase. Well, yeah, well, best of luck to Sophie Luff and the Western Storm, who are playing their next game. He looks at his cricketers fixtures wall chart while simultaneously trying to angle his mouth into the microphone. Uh, July the 9th. That was yesterday. That was wasn't it? Oh yeah, so they played. Yeah, they played Sparks at Bristol yesterday, and they play. 
summarises away at Chelmsford on T20 finals day. So I just wonder if we will defeat them. We'll defeat them. I just wonder if Sophie Luff and the girls are just going to be having one eye on their uh, on their Apple watches just for score updates uh, coming from uh, <laughs> coming from Edgbaston. But best of luck to Peter Siddle and the boys. It seems strange saying that, but uh, in Tom Abel's absence, Peter Siddle is uh, donning the armband for the championship game up at Lancashire tomorrow. Best of luck to Peter Siddle and the boys, and then best of luck to. Tom Abel and the boys at Edgbaston on Saturday. I'm going to have to, I, I had a joke all prepared about the Taunton Roadworks, which I'm going to have to defer till next week now. So I'm leaving you all in suspenders for that one. But it is a cracker, I do promise you. Uh, but for Anthony and Ben, I'm Ian Shepherd. Thanks for listening to Always Look on the Bright Side of Life, and we'll catch you next week. <laughs>